0: Visit AscentEquityGroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T EquityGroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only.
1: He just basically taught me the ways (laughs) of not being greedy versus profiting. Because everybody would say, oh, you took a hit. But you still made money, so you technically didn't take a hit. You, you, sure. know, you just made a little bit less than what you thought.
2: Best ever, listeners! I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you. It's Eastern Union Funding and Arbor Realty Trust. If you're in the multifamily space, you likely recognize these names. But have you used them? Uh, I'm guessing if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. I can tell you personally. The deal you've got, and assuming it checks out, he can make introductions to people he knows as potential loan guarantors for your deal. So, debt, equity, and potentially loan guarantors. Uh, all you need, well, you need to find a deal, obviously. Um, but besides that, you know the other main components of the deal, they can help you out with. So talk to Mark Belsky. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com. And his phone number, 212-897-9875. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Ferales. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today, Dakari Towns. How you doing, Dakari?
1: I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you for having me again, and hello to all the best ever listeners.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear it, and you're more than welcome. I'm looking forward to learning from you and learning about what you got going on. A little bit about Dakari. He is a 24-year-old senior and real estate investing entrepreneur. He's been working in real estate for two years while getting his BA in Interdisciplinary Studies He has done a couple deals independently, and then he's partnered up with a mentor and done many more. He's based in Columbia, South Carolina. With that being said, Dakari, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus?
1: Sure. So a little bit about me. I've been in real estate for two years, as you said before, and I started wholesaling real estate and single family homes. So I did a few single family home wholesales and just started to see that my time could be probably spent a lot more into bigger deals. So that's when I discovered apartments and I wanted to take wholesaling and apartments and combine the strategies together. And then I also discovered apartment syndicating.
2: Okay. So the two deals that you did, those were single family home. And then how many additional deals have you done with your mentor?
1: We did about 10 deals and basically it was him showing me the ropes showing me how to calculate deals, how to look at the rehab and give good numbers up front before ever sending it out to anybody and just making sure that they make sense. So that's how that went.
2: And were those single family as well? Correct. Okay. It sounds like you are no longer focused on single family because you said you're wanting to do larger deals or did I misinterpret that?
1: Well, yes, I am currently taking some time to study the multifamily deals, but I am doing single family on the side still. So when they come about and if I have a deal, I don't do it as aggressive, but if I do see some potential deal, then I would still stop by and get some contact information and try to make something out of it.
2: All right. Well, let's talk about the two deals you did on your own. Can you tell us about each of them?
1: Sure. Those were really impactful deals experience-wise, I would say. Just because before, prior to those two deals, I probably looked at about probably close to 15 to 30 homes almost. And majority of them fell through, but that was just walking and trying to get the experience all I could. I just had to get out in the field. So for the first deal, it was actually a deal out here in Rosewood. It's a popular area here in Columbia, South Carolina. And it was something that I came across through Craigslist and looking through a few platforms that I use for free leads. As I came across the deal, contacted the owner. He said, hey, you know, just want to see how this would work. And I was very transparent with him. I let him know how wholesaling worked and who would be helping me into closing the deal. And he said, okay, great. As long as we get it done, I'm fine with it. I said, okay, great. So it took about, I wouldn't say about a month and a half because there was some discrepancies and some smaller things that we encountered during the due diligence. So there used to be termites in the wall and they had a whole termite situation on this entire wall next to one of the main bedrooms. So we said, all right, well, we'll really have to get someone out here for termite inspection of that nature. And basically learning how to get all the facts first and being able to come up with a solution, he was like, okay, I'm all for it. Let's do it. So one of my buyers that I presented the deal to, he actually sent out a few inspectors. I actually had another close inspector of mine come through and and look at it. So they said, yeah, this would be done in X, Y, Z. Down the line, we found out that it did have some minor foundation problems. So bringing all those facts in together, I presented it back to the seller to let them know, hey, this is not gonna be a great deal unless we are at this price point. Just because foundation repairs and what that whole wall need to be taken down and re- rebuilt is gonna hit my buyer's pocket pretty hefty. So that deal I made about what's say. 1250 on it, and that was the first deal. It was about 1250,
2: 1250 or 12,000.
1: Yeah, 1250. Yeah, okay. So that really humbled me just because of looking at all the seminars and <laughs> videos. You know,
2: you're supposed to make twenty thousand dollars a pop, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to make this crazy amount of spread, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, well, this is great, man. This is a great profession to be in, you know. <laughs> so. It was really nice to see the satisfaction from my investor as well as the seller because I found out that the seller was actually moving during that whole process. Found out that they were actually moving to another home in Lexington and they closed another home that same month, I believe. So everything worked out for them. And then even though they didn't get what they're asking, they were asking fifty five thousand. So I ended up getting it down to around twenty eight. Wow! Holy moly! Yeah, so it was a crazy deal. So I was satisfied with that. Wow, (laughs) so you you
2: had it under contract at 55? Correct. And then it was renegotiated based on termites and foundation to 28. Wow. What did they want initially? Or was it 55 initially?
1: That's what they wanted initially. I said, okay, let's put it on paper. That's fine. I'm all for giving people what they want. But at the same time, when I come and find things that will diminish either profit or somewhere along the lines of my investors' pockets when it comes to the rehab, I have to bring the facts in and they can't argue with the fact. It's true. So when they look at the truth and they're saying, okay, well, when you hear those first three words, you're already like, okay, great. (laughs) We got them down. And it took about two times because they went down to about 45 at one point. And they ended up coming all the way back down to, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't 28. It was 22, actually. <laughs> the second deal was 28.
2: <laughs> wow. But it did start at 55?
1: It did start at 55. Correct. That is very true.
2: Huh. And when it starts at 55 and then it goes down to 22, was your fee initially 1200
1: 500 or was it a percentage? No, no, no. My fee was initially 5000 That was my fee. And during the conversation between me and the seller, as well as me and the investor, they were both giving me very, very tight numbers. So I didn't mind coming down. I wanted the deal to work out and I wanted this guy to sell his home and I wanted my investor to have a good investment property. And this area that it was in, luckied out and ended up getting a very good property in the very prime area. It's actually a historic area. And most of those homes around the corner from it go to maybe. I would say a hundred and fifty. So at the end of the day, the owner was like, "All right, let's settle on this." And then my buyer came back and said, "Hey, I can only do this." And I said, "Okay, great. Well, that matches up and that works out for me. So it's it's a one thousand dollars, two hundred fifty dollars spread, and and works out. So I'm fine with it."
2: You said homes sell in that area for much higher, but when you got it under contract for fifty five thousand, how much did you think it was worth as is?
1: As is. After I did a little bit of homework, I thought it was worth around 45-ish to 40K. So I was like, okay, well, maybe 55 is good because I went back again. I checked my numbers about three or four times and then had one of my agents that I was working with and she ran comps as well, but sometimes the agents like to do the high end. So she was giving me comps and telling me, hey, this could actually sell for around 90.
2: Oh uh, yeah, so I was that's a big difference from 45.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that was the great thing though. I was just like, well, do you mean 90 at the end as retail? And she said, yeah. I okay. was like, oh, okay, well, it should work out then. If I get it at 55, it should still work out. So ended up getting it at 55 and jumped it down to about 22. And once we jumped it down to 22 and all in said, my buyers came and picked it up. And once they picked it up, they ended up selling it. And I think they actually sold it literally like two weeks ago for 93.
2: Oh, so she was right.
1: Yeah, she was right. <laughs> how, much they,
2: how much did they put into that puppy?
1: They put in about 37000 for rehab. Okay.
2: Wow. I hope they took you out to dinner.
1: Yeah, they actually did. They actually Well, the funny thing is, too, is this investor actually, uh, they're two guys, they're from Israel. So when they came across one of my ads on Craigslist, they gave me a call. And this was six months before we even closed on any deal. Uh Um, I had no deal under my belt. So these guys were very, very loyal to me. And when I had nothing, when I was first starting off, they said, hey, man, you really sound like you've been doing this for a while. I was like, no, not really. I've been doing this for about a month now. (laughs) <laughs> so they still gave me the chance. So around six months, that's when we actually came across the first deal and we did the whole deal. They liked it. They ended up selling it. And then they actually came to visit Columbia last week and we went out to dinner, went had some beers and had some dessert and I took them downtown.
2: Awesome. They paid, yes? Yeah, they paid. Yeah, okay. they, they <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had me down. Oh, what about the second deal?
1: So the second deal is almost the same exact scenario uh, in a sense. So the second deal was in a higher end area in Columbia, it's a bit north, and we contracted it for, it was a 3-2, it was about, I want to say 1,200 square feet, and this one wasn't really a big rehab, it was really for a rental, so that's what I wholesaled it as, and we got it around 65 initially, and Please then, we. when I say we, I'm really referring my team, but I really was the one who drove the contact information, made a team before I established a big team and a foundation before actually going on to the second deal. So we hit the second deal about two months after the first one. We ended up contracting it for 65 initially. And I told him, hey, this is too much because none of my comps were matching up. The numbers weren't working out. So he said, okay, well, came back literally about, I want to say three weeks later. He called me back. He said, hey, man, yeah, I know that the other number was pretty high. So how about we do 55? I said, okay, let's do 55. At the time, 55 was around the number I was at for the sale and ended up getting guys out there. Literally the same scenario. We had some due diligence done, had it contracted and had some diligence done to it. And once the guys came out, they said, Hey man, this would need some repair for the chimney. And they had some cracks in the walls, things of that nature, pain, et cetera. So they're hitting us with some of these facts and just laid the facts down on the owner. And he trusted me. And he said, Yeah, man, I feel like you're a good guy. And I feel like you really are being patient with me. Because at the end of the day, it was so many different schedule modifications, because he had to work and I'm here and at another property, et cetera. So I was really trying to work with him so he can sell his home. And just like the other owner, he had another home he was wanting to close on in another part of Columbia. So he really needed this to sell. So once we got it contracted and once we had due diligence, I showed him the facts. We ran the number back down and he said, okay, how much can we really sell this for? And I said, look, there's not much room because of my repairs and the rehab is really extensive. They had a very old kitchen. So what happened was I didn't end up selling this to an investor. I ended up selling this to a hedge fund, actually. So it took them a little minute to really come back with the correct amount that I was actually willing to agree to. So they came and bought it for 38 On that one, I made about 7500 Wow. Yeah.
2: That's incredible. That's
1: great stuff. Thank you. I couldn't take no for an answer on that one because I've just been working with them for too long for them to not come out on top with anything How- else. How long? It was about a month the first time just to see if the numbers would work out and if they were really willing to sell, and they weren't motivated at the time, so they came back three weeks later. So it took about almost two months to sell this one.
2: You said your team. Who was on your team when you were starting out, and how did you recruit them?
1: Sure. On my team, it was a financial broker, and they actually reached out to me. She basically went to a seminar and learned about how to go about loans and Working with these big groups who would help with financing and things like that. So I said, okay, great. This would be great for some of my investors who don't actually have all the financing for the deals. They even finance rehab. So I said, all right, this would be awesome. So she also, unfortunately, couldn't work physically at a job because she was in a car wreck. So she had all the time in the world to stay at home, be on the computer, and actually work on deals. And I said, all right, I think that'll be a great partnership while I'm actually out and I physically look at the properties that you send me. So basically she looks at properties, analyzes them, and she would send them to me. And I would analyze them again and let her know whether or not it would be a good deal or not. And if it is a good deal, we'll move on it. And for those two deals that I worked on, I had brought those deals in, but she would continuously shoot me over deals. And another part of my team was a real estate agent. And she was not as versed in the wholesaling strategy, But I ended up explaining it to her. I ended up explaining how we could get things done. And she was okay with it. She was great. She was really transparent with me and really wanted to get things done fast. So how I met her was I was just pretending to be a buyer at one of these homes that I looked at that was actually on the market and figured out that it wasn't a good deal. But she ended up staying in contact with me. And I told her what kind of deals I was actually looking for. And she said, oh, wow, you know, we can get those deals all day. And I said, okay, great. So from there, we just all partnered up and we said, okay, anything that we make, we pretty much will split it one, 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 or we'll just figure something out at the end of the day. But we all came into a contract and then made some money along the way.
2: For the second deal, that 7500 was that split a third, a third, a third?
1: Actually, no, that one was split. So I forgot her contract. The agent has to make at least 1000 So it did eat up some of the profit, but I wasn't complaining. And then I gave my other partner a thousand. So I personally didn't pay myself until after everything and everybody else was paid. So I kept the rest for marketing and business infrastructure, let's say.
2: You had two deals under your belt. One, you made money, you didn't lose it, not factoring in marketing costs in your time. And then the second one, you made, almost seven times more than the first one. Then you partnered up with a mentor. Let's talk about that quickly, and then we'll talk about something else that I want to ask you. But first, help us understand how you came across a mentor and uh, that structure.
1: For sure. So my mentor, again, with the Craigslist, it's a very powerful system. He actually came across one of my old ads that I put out in the Columbia area about we buy homes, we'll help you sell your home pretty quickly, things like that of that nature. So he actually reached out to me through one of my Craigslist ads, and he was giving me filler questions. He was acting as if he was wanting to sell his home, and he wanted to see what kind of a response I would give him. So at the end of the conversation, he was like, I have a confession. I was like, Okay.
2: (laughs) Where where is this headed?
1: Right. Exactly. I was like, it's a murder
2: or something if it's a
1: (laughs) person. So so I actually killed someone yesterday. Right. (laughs) It's like, uh, okay, well, well, what's up? (laughs) And he's just like, I'm very intrigued on your conversation. And I really like you a lot. You sound very genuine. You sound very transparent. I was just like, wow, thanks. That's what I'm shooting for. I kind of give off that natural kind of transparency. So he said, yeah, so I really want to mentor you. I was like, what? He was like, I want to mentor you. I was like, okay, great. I was actually looking for a mentor. And at the time I was just stunned because I'm like, okay, this is another deal. Hopefully we get this deal done. But at the time I met my mentor. And then after that, he started showing me a whole bunch of different software or whole bunch of different tactics and strategies that normal people who are in the real estate game and are wholesaling aren't really doing. Like what? Basically, almost like a thought leadership platform that you always talk about on the Best Ever show. It's something of that nature. So he was basically telling me, hey, yeah, you need to make this like a video or commercial. And at the time, I wasn't really well versed in how to market. I wasn't well versed in how to really get my name out there like that. And how to really get people to know that I'm here and willing to help them sell their home or vice versa with the investor. So he basically told me, Yeah, man, you need to get on social media. You need to make an Instagram account. You need to make videos and specify them to yourself and not only for what you can do, but to yourself as a person. And I said, Wow, that's genius. (laughs) So it's funny though, because he's a very, very elderly guy and he's not really well versed in technology as I am. So what he did was he had me go on his different social media sites or kind of took some of the data that he had from his computer and let me run it because I'm on the computer 24 seven. I'm in college. So I'm always on my laptop. And at the times I'm not doing anything. I'm like, Hey, okay, let me go ahead and run these numbers for these leads that I have in. So from there, he took me on different journeys of real estate and journeys of how to be I guess, more open-minded about different solutions because I was always tunnel vision on, let's get the deal done, let's get it done. But I wasn't clear on the different ways that I can get it done.
2: What's Um, an example of that?
1: I would say, for instance, uh, just to make it really simple, the fee. I was not thinking about (laughs) bringing down my fee for a deal. But then when I thought about it, I'm like, well, why would I bring down the fee? I'm not getting paid as much and then I can't do this and that and the third. But then he was reminding me, you started from nothing. You started from literally $0. And and that's literally what happened. I started from $0 and took a small seminar, took some tidbits from that, and I just kept going with it. And once we met, he started to tell me, just let this deal flow. This is the first deal. So don't let this define you as a person and don't be greedy. So that's really what happened. And I end up coming down on my fee. He also showed me that you can help some of these investors have money by financing through loans because he's an official underwriter and a loan officer and I believe an official broker. So he's really well versed in the real estate and in the vintage real estate game. So he's not real versed in the technology yet, but he showed me a lot of things that he did in the past. He would go out, put poster boards up, put bandit signs up. And he would actually not say, hey, cash for your home. He would say stuff like, I have a rental available or I have a 3-2 going for this price. And people would give me calls. It was endless. So that's pretty much what our marketing strategy was.
2: Did you know him before your first deal? No, I didn't know him
0: before. Yeah, On
2: on that, that first deal, you took that advice without having known him, right? You lowered your fee?
1: Well, I lowered my fee and I did know him. Before, because he ended up becoming my mentor before my deal. So after that deal, he started to tell me more situations and different strategies I could go without having to lower my fee. And then once I lowered it, he said, okay, this isn't the end of the world. This is your first deal. This is what it will do for your investor in their pockets. And this is how it will make you look at the end of the day. You're not being greedy. He just basically taught me the ways (laughs) of not being greedy versus profiting. Because everybody would say, oh, you took a hit, but you still made money. So you technically didn't take a hit. You you, sure. know, you just made a little bit less than what you thought.
2: So you've got this momentum with wholesaling. Why shift the focus to, as you said, larger transactions with departments, larger deals?
1: Mm-hmm. I just saw that with the timing and with me being a student, it worked out. If I were to do something that did take a little bit longer, but at the same time, I'm not limiting myself to just apartments, but I see the potential. It took about two months to close both of those deals. And before that, like I said, I was going in to about 15 to 20 homes and they all fell through. So I would take tidbits and learn from each one that fell through and I would bring it to the table. So during those two deals, I was still learning and it took a little bit more time, but at the end of the day. I was able to close those deals successfully.
2: For someone starting out, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
1: Sure. My best ever advice to all the best ever listeners out there is to create genuine long-term relationships and bring something to the table. Even if it's just very little as to just go visit this property for me. Because the small things count and they look at that and they say, okay, great. I can really depend on this person. And once the bigger things come, they would at least entertain it. It's not a guarantee that they would actually go through with it, but your relationships are definitely the definition of who you are as a person.
2: We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round?
1: I think so. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) All
2: right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Do you need debt for your deal, equity for your deal, or maybe a loan guarantor to help you get qualified for the financing? Talk to Mark Belsky. His number is 212-897-9875. That's 212-897-9875. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, Make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation Podcast at com. Best ever book you've recently read?
1: Currently, is the best ever syndication book. Oh, there we go. <laughs> What's your favorite part? My favorite part is the ending questions, and I haven't dug as deep as I want to, but I did skip around for what you had mentioned, I believe, in the Facebook group it had said something about exercises. So I wanted to check it out and I looked at the exercises. So it gave me a good SAT kind of prep kind of feel. So I'm really enjoying that. And also how to create the platform Mm -hmm. and giving me the advice that I needed to understand what a real thought leadership platform is.
2: What's a mistake you've made on a transaction?
1: One of the mistakes I made on a deal was letting my seller drive all the way down from, I can't remember where it was. It was from either Florida or somewhere like that. But he basically drove all the way down just to hear that we couldn't do the deal because of the numbers. And what I did was I ended up having one of my partners, which was one of the the financial broker, I ended up having them do the numbers for me because at the time I was busy with other properties. So I didn't have time to run the numbers and get back with him with a offer price. So I needed someone else to do it. And by the time I got back, I get a call from the seller saying, hey, we're on the way. And I'm like, oh, crap. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'll see you in a bit. (laughs) And then I get a message from my financial broker saying, hey, we can't do this deal. The numbers are too high. And I said, what? We've literally waited an entire day for this. And you're just now telling me this. Literally, the guy's on his way. So that's what happened. And it was just a big flop (laughs) from there.
2: So you heard that, and then what'd you do?
1: What I did was I made a few changes to how we operate the business, and also I take it upon myself to do the numbers.
2: <laughs> I'm more interested in the drama. So you yeah. heard you heard that from him, and then did you call the people who are on the road? Yeah. How'd that conversation go?
1: It didn't go great. <laughs> so basically, they were driving down. He actually didn't answer my call. I text him because he told me that he was going to be coming in in about an hour. And he said, really, dude? He said, you're gonna wait this entire time? And I said, from the deepest part of my heart, I apologize. If you come now, let me see what we can do. Let's talk it over. Let's figure out if this is really what it is gonna take. Because at the same time, the biggest issue was he had a pool in the backyard. So the pool in the backyard was going to take a lot to have construction come in, fill it in, things like that. And like I said, I told him this as well before we ended our discussion the first time. So while he was on his way back, I said, hey man, let me take you to dinner and let me talk to you, talk the numbers out. He was just not going for it. He was not interested at all. At that point, he was just like, all right, we're done here. So I ended up losing a potential deal and it was definitely a lesson learned to really make sure you don't hold people accountable too much. So that was just a big lesson right there for me.
2: How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you and learn more about what you got going on?
1: Sure. You can get in touch with me on LinkedIn and Facebook at Towns. It's D-A-K-A-R-A-I-T-O-W-N-S as well as my email is dhomesrealestate at gmail.com. So any contact information and just a small advice for getting into wholesaling apartments is really hard. (laughs) So make sure you contact the syndicator. For example, if I hadn't contacted Joe, we wouldn't be on this interview right now. So don't be scared to contact them and have some face-to-face talk with them
2: sometime. Well, Dakari, thank you so much for being on the show talking about how you did your first two deals as well as the nine after that. We got into the specifics of each of the two deals. I love getting into the specifics and the twists and turns of each deal. So hope you have a best ever day. Really grateful we caught up and we'll talk to you
1: soon. Sounds great. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate it.
2: Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation Podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at the